Boy, oh, do we have a podcast for you today. It's a lovely general podcast that is not too crypto specific. Shout out day one, Norwegian Peter. Uh, a little bit of Rihanna pregnancy. Huh? Huh? All right. You like it? Like it? General? A little rumor gossip? Rihanna pregnancy. Uh, how to make the earth not die in your lifetime. And of course, a little bit of crypto web three. Suck it, Peter. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Rick and Bond. Subscribe. Five stars. Tell a friend that you love the pod so they love the pod and you guys can love the pod together and then eventually have like babies and stuff. Like Rihanna babies. Enjoy. You said you wanted less crypto. Well, here's an ad read that gives you crypto right in your freaking face, man. From our friends over at MyBookie, cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past, you mookies. Bet with MyBookie, and you can get in the game now to get you kickstarted with crypto. Use promo code RICKERBOND, R-I-C-K-E-R-B-O-N, to double your first crypto deposit at MyBookie. Best part is Mike Bookie accepts well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, so you can bet and withdraw with crypto, although Sheebheads might have a little problem betting with their Shiba Inu. This Saturday, the UFC is closing out 2020 with a bang uh, and 2021. It's two years at the same time, a little space-time continuum there. Two world title fights going down at UFC 269, headlined by the lightweight champion, Charles Oliveria. 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 (laughs) And Dustin Poirier. (laughs) I can say Poirier with no problem, but Charles Oliveria. There's one eye in Oliveria that has me screwed up. It's towards the end, right next to the A. Uh, Poirier versus Oliveira. I'm pretty sure this bout is a true coin flip, just like Bitcoin. All right, now let's see the copy there. My book, yeah, I like it. Both men have finish rates over 75%, so that means people are getting freaking knocked out, dude. It's not going to go down in the freaking scorecards. It's going to go down to a freaking knockout. And don't miss out. W first deposit up to $1,000. What? By using promo code RICKERBON, R-I-C-K-E-R-B-O-N, head to my book today, place your bets, and watch the sparks fly with USC 269. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Before we get started, there was a weird thing that happened to me before I was starting to record. Someone popped into my Zoom room, and I didn't know who they were, and it was supposed to be like a guest or something, but... It was just a random person. So I recorded only my voice and I thought someone might get a laugh out of it. So I'm going to put that in before the sick intro. Peace. Hello? Who are you? Yeah, I think you have the wrong link somehow. Are are you, uh, do you know a man named Sam? Yeah, yeah. I was, he was supposed to be on the podcast and, but he had a client. I'm assuming you're the client. He might've given you 
uh that zoom link yep no problem uh i would i would <laughs> yes sir everybody you know what time it is it's time for both ricker and bond to be inside of your ears while you do things uh, they said this time it's only ricker so what's going on shout out everybody listening in their cars on their scooters and everywhere else in between gonna pump up my volume a tiny bit just a wee bit supposed to have a guest today didn't have a guest bond didn't come on today he's on union strike he wants he wants more pay but like you know you know just you know a, a billion an hour just is, is an egregious amount to ask for so that uh, t- took the episode off he, he's don't cross the picket line the bond picket line shout out everybody all across the world uh shout out my guy uh norwegian peter as we like to call him i don't even know if that's how he's if that's the adjective for norway i'm pretty sure it is though what a classic day wonder hit up the instagram before the pause like y'all dude way too much crypto stuff <laughs> when you're a day wonder all right there was a there's there's day oneers right and there's day twoers and three years and whatnot there's there's pre and post Instagram blow up, and the blow up was because a dude was dancing on TikTok. So people came from there. It used to be a podcast named Dark Racial Humor, which both featured Ricker and Bond. Might have a, a tie there somehow. The podcast kind of evolved as evolved as people. They both got into wearing not tech stuff, but then. As new crypto Web3 stuff started popping off, it, uh, you know, racked our brains for a bunch of times. And man, it was like, yo, dude, I like it. Sure. Crypto here and there. But can you guys get back to the roots? And I was like, yeah, what are my roots? <laughs> I forgot my roots, man. What are they exactly? And he's like, yeah, man, you guys just like used to talk about everything. Little, little news, little deep stuff, little headlines. So my peel back some of that 24-7 crypto talk web3 talk but i also you know from my perspective uh, i don't really like like the gossip culture which is exactly what a podcast is for the most part so i was trying to like lean into talking about things that would give me some value that's a little selfish there sometimes but also gives you a, a little exercise to talk about other things right now i'm rambling because i didn't pull up any headlines so i might go deep into just what i'm thinking about for a little bit as i've done in the past for a little solo episode shout out work my podcast solo muscle like bill burr on mondays you know what i'm saying 
Bill Burr on Mondays. Monday. Go subscribe to the podcast if you're listening, because you're already listening. So you already know how to do it. I also want to make sure no one's like, okay, don't have a random person in my Zoom room. I do have one more crypto interview lined up for next week. Uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. I'll try to talk about other things too. But uh, this person's a part of a project, crypto project. It's an NFT project. And they made they made a Discord from like zero to 10,000 in like a month. Pretty crazy. Wanted to talk about that. I did line up guests quite frequently next to each other. So we had basically a month just of guests talking about Web3 stuff. So it's a little on me again. So you know, like I said, you got to overcorrect after you learn new information. And then you overcorrect back. You have ups and downs. You know, it's a trough. It's a peak. It's a wave. Wave sign. It's, uh, it's almost the end of the year, 2021. I spent most of this year. You know, you got you to set your, you got to write down your goal skis for the new year on, on November. That's what you got to do. You, November rolls around. You're like, all right, dude, it's time to it's time to take account of what I've been doing. I think I did that, but it was kind of a vague, vague goal. Still, um, I wanted my profit factor for trading simulations to be over five. So it'd be like five x what I would put in. It's not real money, but that's still going slow for me. That's been annoying me lately. And I made, you, you get up every like Monday and Friday and you open your, your, your charts at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to watch stocks open, right? And you do that. I've been doing that since like March, March 10th, 2021. And so if you have a profit factor of one, you would, you would be making, I think, zero dollars, I think. <laughs> so anything, you know, one times your initial put in. And if you have five, Profit factor of five, you have five times your initial put in. So obviously you want a, a thousand X everything, but that profit factor is the metric that tells you if you're doing good. And so for for seven months, I've been been trying to practice that mastery. And I have not mastered it yet. I made supposed to only trade on certain days of the week is my plan, right? traded on a on a different day than that plan and then didn't get up the next day. I, I made a, a bad move and then didn't get up the next day for the next morning. That's a no bueno that's no bueno right there. You can't be doing that if you want to go down hard, you know, with the little 10X. So that was a little disappointing, but thinking about as a, uh, a calendar year rolls around, that was one of my things I wanted to do. Wanted to make more money than I was making on other side ventures uh, at the end of the year. The profit factor is supposed to be at the end of the year, but going towards the year, you got to, you got to, I got to, I got to ramp up all around, you know, got to niche down a little bit, get some traction somewhere, reach out to more people, read more books, practice more things, take more action on things. I apparently I'd stopped my, 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 my infamous morning workouts for a while, for like a month or something, because some shoulder stuff. And then, uh, yo, let me tell you, 
if you just, first of all, if you do push-ups every morning for seven months, eight, nine, ten, eleven is seven plus three. For seven months, you get ripped, at least in the ab area. And uh, if you stop for a month, you get a gut, dude. <laughs> this is a, you know, newsflash. Newsflash, it takes, it takes a, a lot shorter of time to take down everything that you've been doing than it takes time to build up something. I think that's just a general general principle for life in itself. It takes a long time to build something up. Compound steam. Build steam with a grain of salt. So if, if anyone's a DJ Shadow fan. And it takes about a eleventh, one eleventh of that time to take it all down in a, in a rotten blaze of fire. So I have a gut, dude. I was I was stoked on like a six pack for like months. I was like, yeah, what's good? You get up and freaking six pack about it. I didn't know how uh, mentally it kind of boosted my confidence. Not even confidence, but it's like, all right, cool. I like this. I enjoy it. Didn't really say that at the time. And then when you got a little little belly on you, I never really even had a belly, dude. Uh, not like overweight by any means, but in comparison to what I was throughout the months, I was like, yo, this is, I don't, I don't enjoy this, dude. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this. There's a comedian, Tom Segura, who's a, who was a fatter gentleman. And he, he has a podcast with his wife. He talks about how he, uh, enjoyed the fat shaming of his fans that people were giving him. He did like a weight loss competition and uh, he had a bit, not a bit, it was just like a, a stint on his, on his podcast. It was like, you feel bad, you should feel bad. <laughs> and uh, I both not feel bad, uh, you know, detrimentally, but it's like, yeah, dude, I gotta get these pushups again. Start that probably up on December 5th. No, December, uh, I mean, that's tomorrow. I'll probably do some push-ups after this podcast, man. Um, Yeah, man, so take account of your life, you know? See what's going on every November. It's a nice little round month. It's the 10th month of the year. No, 11th month of the year. Um, And see what you want to do, man. Write down your stuff. Get some theory in you, but then also know that that theory means nothing if you do nothing, man. That's something I gotta, I gotta, you know, keep going forward and uh, take some action that can be explicit, right, Peter? Um, some headlines I did want to get into. That's kind of crypto based, dude. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, it's stocks. You know, everything's kind of going down in some markets, man. Um, a little number based, but it's also macroeconomic based too of the world. A little Microsoft took a dumpy dump. I know a lot of people made a lot of money on uh, DocuSign stock. Uh, and boy, it's it's a red December, man. People like to call it that. Uh, that that harsh winter for for stocks and crypto. They call it that the crypto winter. Um, Ethereum. I had a level at like 3.8. Uh, it triggered the level, and I watched on my phone Ethereum go from 3.6 like to 3.8, like $3,800 in about span of four seconds. It was wild. You know, so that uh, the first drop of the exponential 
year that people have been seeing for stocks and cryptos is coming, man. You got some, you got CEOs settling off, quitting their positions as the heads of companies. Uh, you got new COVID variant media. Um, I'm curious to see if other medias besides the United States talks about what they talk about. Like does, does a uh, Argentinian media talk about a new coronavirus variant? Does that cause any stir in their local economies? Um, Microsoft took a little dumpy poo. Can't wait for that to hit a level that I like. Stoked on that. Square is just giving me a, just like, suck it, dude. <laughs> Square is just, you know, it's it's fear right now. A lot of fear. <laughs> a lot of selling. Uh, and people, Bond's going to hop back on and be like, oh, this is why people are selling. So I was in a, I was in a Discord and uh, someone was like, yo, what's going on? Why is it dropping? I was saying, dude, I mean, it is because it is, you know, at the end of the day, it is. Besides uh, predicting your cycles, which I've not mastered yet, which is, you know, part of the books, got some book Christmas list. Uh, do I care why it's going down? It's going down. I mean, that's what I care about, really. You know, it's theory versus action. Sometimes you want to preempt that theory, as has been brought up on the pod before. Be like, yo, all right. If there's some news <laughs> that you know about that no one else does, that wants to move a market, you can get ahead of that. But uh, once it goes down, it goes down. You got to work from there, man. Picked up some stuff on the on the red, you know, buying blood spree. A little Cardano, Polkadot, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Um, picked up some Square. And everything's probably going to go down more, dude. It might, be, it might be the big one. Might be the big one, dude. I'm going to have to deploy some cash that I had from short-term investing. Put it in the long-term. Which isn't too bad, but, you know, at this point, I expect it to end of the year with uh, a mastery of short-term trading on a certain asset class. And it didn't happen like that. So that money was going to go towards that. Now he's going to freaking 50x that. But... Now I have to now I have to fix the fifty X stocks over over a span of time, which I'm not mad at. Market just be red, man. I might name a kid market. See how it goes. Or Marcus or something. Then every time you hear the word market, you think of your name. Um you know, going back into that thing I said of a CEO stepping down and kind of going towards going towards uh what you're seeing in, in the red. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked about Dorsey leaving Twitter. Maybe not, but Jack Dorsey was the CEO of Twitter. Man's left. And he's also the CEO of Square. It's a, a payment payment giant, as CNBC says. Uh, and then two days after he leaves Twitter, uh, uh, another news headline of a company changing its name which is, you know, someone brought up to my attention, hey, this isn't super, super, super normal. You know, there's a lot of name changes going on. There's a lot of CEOs stepping down, selling off stock, you know. 
kind of wrap my brain around that pattern a little better. Square to block, um, a big, what I thought was a pretty big move, like just like I thought meta was. Because, um, I mean, I'm thinking in my life, if I know any other pretty large companies and zeitgeist changing their names, uh, I mean, you had kind of Google into Alphabet doing the same thing. Uh, and these people are, these, these companies are making umbrella, umbrella companies to have their companies under. And, you know, as my, my short time watching private, I mean, public companies, but uh, companies in the United States move, I hadn't thought about it. Like, hey man, this, this might, uh, uh, could be a little, could be a little something, a little, a little something in the water here. Uh, but, you know, not thinking about that first, I thought this was pretty freaking crazy. Um, a little bit crazier than Facebook going to Meta. Square, you saw with Twitter too, they wanted to go more decentralized stuff and more like, as as you see Web3 going that way, Twitter's like, hey, we're going to do some, some Bitcoin tipping. We're going to verify your jpeg so people know it's on the blockchain it's an ethereum thing and people will see like oh dude he's got a freaking five billion dollar ape jpeg that's dope you can verify that on twitter and square coming off its original credit card reader business is focusing on new technology such as blockchain so cnbc this happens uh just the freaking days after dorsey leaves twitter uh, it's Block, you know. <laughs> Square is renaming itself Block as it focuses on technologies such as blockchain and expands beyond its card reader business. Uh, acknowledges the company's growth, creates room for further growth. Dorsey says, we built the Square brand for our seller business, which is where it belongs. Block is a new name, but our purpose of economic empowerment remains the same. No matter how we grow or change, we will continue to build tools to help increase access to the economy. Giving people the ability to take out some freaking debt, dude. You know, square the, square the new J.P. Morgan, as my man Ian Dunlap likes to say over and over again. That's kind of where I've, you know, I, I got trust in man's, but so let's think about it, right? Square partners with Tidal and in, in the Web3 movement, you have ownership of your digital assets more so. So if you partner with a music streaming platform, and perhaps people can buy into music that they're listening to. And perhaps you can buy into Ricker and Bond podcast on Tidal. I don't think you can do that yet. But if you, if, if you could, I, I'd be on Tidal right now. Everybody not on Tidal would just have to... I'd give you clips. I'd give you clips on YouTube. Maybe some Instagram clips. But but you, you'd have to be on Tidal to, to get that piece of the pie, boy. Um, they also bought Afterpay. Buy now, pay later. Get that debt in there. So they bought Afterpay. They bought Tidal, and they have a uh, a Bitcoin exchange. I think it's going to be called TBD. And then Square Crypto, dedicated to advancing Bitcoin. They say, um, the name Block Block said in the state. Also, Block doesn't have like a trademark. Block.com is a weird 
link to a Squarespace site, which is not Square. It's basically like Wix. Anybody can make a Squarespace site. It seems like uh, uh, one of the largest companies in, in Mindshare in the U.S., Square, should have Block.com under wraps. They couldn't get Block Twitter. They have Blocks with an S. It's all kind of weird, you know? Um, but they said Block has many associate meetings for the company, Building Block's neighborhood, Blocks and their local businesses, communities coming together at block parties full of music. Music, a blockchain, a section of code, and obstacles to overcome. Very interesting, man. Um, a lot of what Square is going towards is becoming a bank that people can get into. Probably be the easy, frictionless area to get in between the the polars of like super into banking and then people saying oh banks suck dude and square cash app uh will probably be that that middle ground people will go to have a nice interface really nice interface pretty simple um only focused on one cryptocurrency basically so people don't have to get scared about other things it's just bitcoin basically um Dorsey was very adamant about not doing Ethereum stuff. Probably because once you use Ethereum, we go into an ecosystem of other products that are basically not endless. And if you're using Bitcoin, man, there's there's a pretty closed ecosystem there besides uh, slow payments. <laughs> um, so that was very interesting to me. As well as a, a bunch of a bunch of companies doing the same thing where uh, it, uh, it, it it looks a little weird looks a little weird and it's uh picked up in in the market colors as well it's a little, a little daunting you know uh people who like uh my man's my man's homegrown wealth on discord uh hit up the instagram if you want to get in discord we'll get you a link soon um said said hey what <laughs> Welcome to what things kind of look like. If this is your first year, a lot of people's first year in, in stocks and crypto was was uh, 2021, basically. Year 20 in 2020, you get you get the you got a couple a couple weeks basically to to pick up all the good gold that people are showering over your head. But myself didn't understand that. Uh, didn't understand or even look at the markets like that at financial markets or crypto markets, both financial, but not financial advice. And realized that that was uh, just money printing for me. And, uh, you know, you have a, a cold, cold winter for a few days or a few weeks, unless it goes into to some snowstorms that people were, were rumoring towards the middle, middle latter end of the year. Um, Rihanna's pregnant. <laughs> you want to talk about anything appropriate at the time? Let's talk about it, dude. That would, that would, would be probably one thing I would I would, I would have brought up either way. Uh, Rihanna's Fenty skin announces first exfoliant. Are you kidding me, bro? Oh, she shut down the roomies. Is Rihanna not pregnant? According to In Style, Rihanna shut down pregnancy rumors in the most savage way. What? Rihanna's not pregnant. All right. 
So there's everybody thought, I see, this is what I hate, bro. I'm talking about another person's pregnancy. That's what I'm doing. That's what was probably at the time. That's what I'm doing right here. I'm talking about another woman I do not have in my life getting pregnant with a man that I don't have in my life. That's what we're doing, man. All right. <laughs> Enjoy it. Because uh, I thought it was weird, man. Like ASAP Rocky got the golden eggs of Rihanna last name. I don't even know her actual name. But she shut down the latest batch of pregnancy rumors after the tabloids began to question whether or not she was expecting her first child with boyfriend ASAP with a dollar sign, Rocky, following an appearance in Barbados to accept her native country's National Hero Award? What, dude? No one talked about that? I'm talking about the National Hero Award. Rihanna. For the occasion, she wore a clingy orange silk halter gown. All right? So, again, this is a a silk halter gown. Everybody got that? And and it's clingy a little bit. And the internet was like, yo, dude, does that lady have a person in her stomach? And sleuths went into overdrive when photos emerged of the song. She's placing her hands over her stomach. Because, you know, women don't put their hands on their stomach unless they're pregnant. And men only put their hands on their Johnson when their seed has gone into another man. <laughs> Definitely said another man. Man or woman. Uh, yeah. Apparently she's not freaking pregnant. She still might be. Do I really want to rack my brain around if Rihanna's pregnant? No, I don't. That's not how I want to spend my days. That's not how I want to spend my days on this on this lovely podcast. I do kind of want to see what's up with this National Hero Award, though. She's not even wearing her orange silky halter gown. This is a, a, a white suit and black gloves. Uh, she says, y'all are the true heroes of Barbados. That's dope, dude. That's dope little Akon going on. A Bahan? Apparently they're Bahan. The people of Barbados. Singer and entrepreneur was named Barbados 11th. She's the 11th national hero. What are the other national heroes? How old is Barbados? <laughs> national heroes of Barbados. I think their their head person is a lady. Is it? Is it the prime minister? The country celebrated becoming a... Oh, what? They're becoming... Oh, my goodness. This is a lot more interesting than freaking if Rihanna is pregnant. They became a republic for the first time in history. So what's good with that? What's a republic mean? <laughs> Define republics here. Here's what we got. We got Barbados national heroes, man. 11 people and Rihanna is one of them. We got... They don't even click Rihanna. They don't even have... Barbados.org doesn't have Rihanna on their their slash people slash heroes website. It's not, it's not good enough yet, dude. Here's what we got, dude. 11 people. Barbado National Heroes. The right excellent Errol Walton Barrow. Right excellent Sir Grantley Adams. I'm not going to say the right excellent because it looks like a title they got going on. It's it's pretty cool title. I mean, you got like Lord and like Kingship. What did you say? Hey, right excellent over here. And in a, in a Caribbean accent and tone, get out of here. Grantley Adams, Bussa, apparently Bussa, just just Bussa, just a uh, 
person named Bussa. Largest slave, largest slave revolt against the oppressive white planters in April 1816. Who are the white planters, dude? This is, they got titles for days, white planters. If I, if I was going to call a, a group of people that were enslaving people and they were white, I would call them white planters for sure. He had been born at Freeman in Africa, Cafford, and brought to Barbados as a slave. Didn't know when he was born, but he died in 1816. Sarah Ann Gill was a heroine and not the drug. Samuel Jackman Prescott, kind of sounds familiar. Journalist, doctor of journalism, shout out. Frank Walcott, Dr. Charles Duncan O'Neill, Garfield Sobers, we're getting towards the modern day heroes, uh, Hugh Springer and Osborne Payne, people born in the 1930s, and you got almost pregnant Rihanna as your, your 11th hero, shout out, shout out Miss Fenty. Barbados says goodbye to Queen Elizabeth, transforms into a public, oh this is actually really interesting. Barbados stopped pledging allegiance to Queen Elizabeth II on Tuesday as it shed another vestige of its colonial past and became a republic for the first time in history. Several leaders and dignitaries, including Prince Charles, attended the ceremony that began late Monday in Popular Square, where the statue of a well-known British lord was removed last year amid a worldwide push to erase symbols of, of oppression. Fireworks peppered the sky as Barbados officially became a republic with screens set up across the island so people could watch the event that featured an orchestra with more than 100 steel band players and numerous artists, including, I think, Rihanna. It was also broadcast online. I didn't know anything about the Bahan Republic. That's crazy. That's very interesting, talking about as markets go down, things are starting to get a little weird, it seems, that a uh, a land is like, hey man, we're not down with uh, saying y'all are, are chill with us anymore. It's very interesting. It also seems like a clean c cut thing there, you know? You have to do some paperwork or what? Does, does, a, does a land that says it's uh, under a vestige of oppression have to sign any parting agreements with the people they say are the oppressors. Uh, the drive to become a republic began more than two decades ago. Okay, so maybe it's a little more, a little more than, uh, than paper you gotta do. Culminated with the island's parliament electing its first ever president last month in a two-thirds majority vote, Barbados Governor General Sandra Mason was scheduled to be sworn in before dawn on Tuesday as the island marked its 55th independence from Britain. Fit what you've had 55 independencies from Britain? Is that what I just read? Mason is 72. Served as an ambassador. There's Riri. She, she is, you know, to, to the tabloids, she does have her hands over her stomach. You know, I'm looking at the picture right now, and it's kind of weird that they actually did put a picture of <laughs> Rihanna putting her hands over her stomach. That's very interesting, man. Markets go down in an island announcements. It's uh, dislinking from England. I'm assuming the Queen, Eng Queen Elizabeth is England. <clears throat> very, very interesting. So, you know, sh shout out pregnancies that lead you to 
understanding that they uh the country became a republic for the first time that that's quite crazy man the prime minister made some jokes said shine bright like a diamond hell um i do have another crypto headline i don't have any other headlines really you could i, I could talk about a new startup literally reinventing the wheel we could talk about a little climate um I gave you some I gave you some deep before you know I talked about my goals a little bit that's a little that, that was your deep maybe Peter um some cats reinvented the wheel <laughs> a company Arizona-based startup developed a new type of wheel that ditches the need for polluted rubber tires you know and this is kind of a, a general deep thing but I've talked about this on the Discord with a couple with a couple people, and it's been brought up <laughs> in my head. I was thinking short term clips versus long term clips. It's funny. Long term, long form podcast versus little five second things that the internet people like. Um, but I was thinking people don't have a long-term mindset for a lot of things, especially the surroundings of, of their living. So there's not too much incentive for people to want to make changes to climate things in, in the way of making new materials for things or, or new processes for for systems that are done for people. And this is kind of a thing where it's like, oh, because you don't have a lot of people being like, oh man, I don't care about anyone else besides me and potentially my family. Maybe, maybe it changes uh, once you got some family involved, but uh, a lot of younger people be like, all right, I'm not going to be alive by the time the world is hot and unbearable to live in and ocean things are polluted and people throw out trash every two seconds uh, to be thrown into the water. Uh, and you know, people are like, oh, whatever, dude. Hasn't, hasn't done anything to me yet. And which is, you know, true. But uh, the, the incentive for, for humans to either see the compounding effect detrimentally that has on their family's future, perhaps, you have a family your family's gonna gonna be in a different world uh just you know not even talking about america losing reins on the world uh but things like a tire <laughs> which apparently is pollutive uh not a lot of companies are you know thinking about that you have tesla they say moving towards an airless tire on its model three but none of us succeeded so far with trying to create a new tire. So people think, why would I create a new tire? Uh, you know, it's bad somehow. Air suspension wheel, brainchild of serial inventor and structural dynamic engineer, Dr. Zoltan Kameni. Patent air suspension wheel, constructed mostly of steel, in-wheel pneumatic suspension. They're cylinders. <laughs> uh... $30 billion per year focused on OTR mining 
and this article didn't define what OTR is for me, but I think it's rubber tires. So $30 billion a year for rubber tires. A typical 13,000 pound tire can cost up to $75,000 for a useful lifetime of only six to nine months. That's a large expense for a product that does not last according to the company. On the other hand, the ASW lasts as long as the vehicle itself and therefore saves up to 60% in costs. And I think they said you could recycle it somehow. Things like that. You spend a lot of money for things that last not a long time. And I've said it on the podcast before, but I think that is largely related to cultural norms. Um, I think just humans as a general right now, I don't know if there's a society at large that is like, yeah, we got to really, really think about future, future. Um, China has like, like economic plans for like a hundred years out. And I'm sure other countries do as well. But even that, you know, you see China pollution via the media, at least. I've never been in China. I can't say too much. I've barely been outside of three states in the United States. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we were talking about how someone wanted a, a system that was like you know, governor-based. They're saying, what does the president know over in, in D.C. about Oregon, right? And if that's the same mindset <laughs> and you say, well, then how do you know about other countries and what is actually true about that if you don't go there? If you, if you, if you say that you can't build a solid uh, decision in your mind about a place through other people and media. Something to think about. If, if a president can't understand a state, then obviously a citizen can't understand a country far away if it's the same one-to-one -one mindset. Solid argument, perhaps. Charles Hostinson of uh, Cardano cryptocurrency, <laughs> LOL, um, was talking about incentives for that and how that asset class might work better in skewing people's incentives towards a future that they cannot see very easily. So try to balance as much as you can as uh, short-term optimization for yourself and, and making the longer-term incentive also exist in that in that same space. I think it's it's a wise thing to think about. Because um, one day it's, uh, you know, one day you wake up after 11 months of doing ab exercises and you wake up after not doing them, you have a little bit of a belly. And that's my analogy for not very cognizant of companies and people. And it always goes down to the individual, you know? If you can't care enough to put some plastic in a recycle bin, how do you, how do you scale that up from, from citizen to city to state to country to planet? Uh, but that's the tire industry, man. At this point, this company says, our plan is to expand our distribution network and really start taking the tire industry by storm. Companies like Caterpillar, Hitachi, or Volvo could end up as partners or clients in GACW's future. GACW is a global air cylinder wheels. I 
think they said you could re- recycle them. Yeah. After that, unlike so environmentally friendly, this steel wheel is as cost efficient as as this publication says. The ASW is engineered to have the same lifespan as the vehicle is ma- it's mounted on. This is just like a general lifetime for vehicles. After that, unlike rubber tires, it can be reconditioned or can be completely recycled. P-dope, dude. P-dope. Do I have any other things? I do like sports, man. And let me say, let me say something real quick, man. You know, like I said, the, uh, the shift into talking about almost purely <laughs> Web3 stuff on the podcast was a little bit conscious because I didn't want to talk about things that I couldn't profit off of, really. <laughs> but, man, Golden State Warriors, man, I like a little bit of basketball. I don't watch it often like I might used to because, like I said, I like to, I kind of transition to trying to, you know, 1,000x myself, 10,000x myself with books and whatnot. But boy, these warriors that everybody wasn't talking about for like a year uh, are just ripping it up, dude. (laughs) Just ripping it up, man. And like, it's pretty freaking dope. I like it as someone who is a, is a, uh, identifies as a, a fan of this team. I would also like to say that there's cool NFTs of warrior tickets. <laughs> but that's kind of a, a cool utility because you got you got these collectibles for like sports stuff, which collectibles does as well. And uh, you can buy a freaking $4,000 digital ticket. But if you do that with physical, it'd be a little cooler. Secondary market. First in the freaking, first, just first, you know, that's what the warriors are. 19-3, like, what's good with it? Like, what's really just, what's really popping with it, Dubbies? It's just like, it is what it is, 19-3, and three, no big deal. No big deal, dude, just ruined the Suns' win streak. No big deal, dude. I mean, the Warriors had one of the biggest win streaks in the, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's see if Twitter gives me any, any headlines, and then I might want to wrap it up here. I might want to begin to wrap it up here. Let's see what uh, the now Jack Dorsey-less Twitter has to give me for headlines. They do have ads. Someone was talking about how Twitter does not know their user enough to do advertisements, and there was a there was a debate between these two these two people these two finance people about how can Facebook monetize or Twitter monetize as easy as Facebook does. And I say yes, dude. If if people are if people are subscribed to these topics and stuff, I don't I don't know the percentage of Twitter users that are get these these topic notifications, but it completely changes your your Twitter landscape, um, and kind of does show you things you want to see. So I think if you do it like that, have that in your arsenal, uh, a company could see if people are into stuff um but the other argument was that people don't like spend their lives on twitter like they do on facebook 
which I kind of get. You know, I have a bunch of pictures of uh, <clears throat> your family on Twitter. Some people might, uh, but I, but I think there's enough data there. I just I, maybe that wasn't the the ethos of Twitter not to monetize people's information and, and interests. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I think it's there, man. Uh, I was looking at headlines. Give me a give me a last headline here. Been on for about about an hour. Um, there was that dude. I mean, this is why I don't like talking about things that the media chooses to talk about, <laughs> for the most part, because there's always other stuff happening. And it's like, why was that chosen? And I've seen I've seen the behind the scenes of new stuff, and it, it is indeed just people. And even but when you get a little bigger, man, when you get bigger. People got people got a little little handcuffs on them for sure. Um, entertainment news, some wrestling in there, some all elite wrestling. If anybody's a wrestling fan, shout out. Oh, dude, freaking Virgil Ab Ab Abloh. I think I wasn't a big fan of his. Not that I wasn't, but I just didn't know him off top. Is it Abloh or Abloh? I think it's Abloh. Come on, pre-search. Shout out pre-search. Become a sponsor. Um, he was a 41 year old fashion designer. I think he was head of something, uh, the head of something at Louis Vuitton. And that was kind of only recent though. But uh, people who are into design were probably very into him. And I, I've seen his bits, bits and clips of, of, uh, his kind of theory on, on fashion and stuff. It was very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. He said he, he, he was the founder of Off-White, right? Apparently an Italian <laughs> luxury fashion label. Uh, I don't even understand fashion label. I do kind of want to study fashion and art and stuff. See how those markets work. Collaborated with Nike, Levi's, Jimmy Choo, Ike, and, and Evian. Things is that water? Uh, founded by Virgil Abloh. Mr. Abloh was born in Chicago. Uh, I think he had some a stint with Mr. Mr. Yay, Mr. West. The company was incorporated in Milan in 2012. Um, the company was first founded as Pyrex Vision by Virgil Abloh in the Italian city of Milan in 2012. Abloh then rebranded the company as Off-White, which he describes as the gray area between black and white as the color Off-White to the fashion world. He was saying that Off-White was marketed towards an affluent demographic. I think it was a high, high dollar brand of fashion, right? Uh, but he said also that he made it so that the competition to compete with this very high priced brand would come from people and people who like saw saw like the vision, whatever that may be of the, of that brand. So to people that would say, oh, this is high priced and overvalued, the competing brands would come from uh, new people in the fashion industry that 
would you know innovate make cooler stuff uh and to hear that coming from him was pretty cool um kind of like a inspirational thing slash capitalistic thing (laughs) uh but man's died i don't even know if i said that already but man's dead he apparently had a cancer um i'm like on a deep dive of just his talks and stuff because a lot of the talks that i saw clips of were very cool i want to see the intersection of his theory and his action he was the first african-american to be artistic director of a, at a french luxury fashion house Ablo was named by time magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2018 starting a brand in 2012 i'm sure he kind of wasn't uh that wasn't the first thing in 2012 he started but reached a new level of fame unusual for a designer an inspirational figure said the bbc he's dead november 28 something like a long time ago december 4th now uh let's see his early life huh born in illinois to immigrant parents from ghana seems for his mother father managed a paint company learned how to sew from his mother Ablo was raised in Rockford, went to a Catholic high school, graduated Wisconsin-Madison Bachelor in Civil Engineering. Is Civil Engineering literally... Okay, it's like the infrastructure of cities. I thought it might have been like a mental engineering thing. Received a Master of Architecture from Illinois Institute of Technology in 2006. Ablo was attending Illinois Institute of Technology and there was building on campus under construction by the architect Rem Koolhaas. Also worked as a runway collection for Prada, this man, which helped sparked his interest for fashion while studying architecture. I've seen, I've seen those two worlds collide, architecture and like fashion and art. Um, and I, you know, coming, talking about that uh, theory of intersection of like action and theory, you do like art to practical, practicality, architectures, is kind of, the place, you know, you could say it's art architecture. While studying architecture, he designed t-shirts and wrote on fashion, wrote on fashion and designed and designed for a well-known blog, The Brilliance. I'm going to check that out. Ablo first met popular musician Kanye West while working on his designs at Chicago print shop. That's very cool. Um, A year later, West appointed Ablo the creative director of his creative agency, Donda, which is his mom's name. That was 2010, I think. Oh, so he's working for... After graduating from university, Ablo in- interned at Fendi in the same class as rapper Kanye West in 2009. That's weird. Kanye West was in an intern class at Fendi in 2009. Ablo caught the eye of the Louis Vuitton CEO after working with Kanye. Later that year, Ablo and West's artistic partner, Don C., launched a retail store called the RSVP Gallery. I might, I'm going to dive into his stuff. I feel like he has some, some cool things I can learn from. Um, it also makes me realize I got to write more. There's like two weeks I was writing for myself for doing like a little newsletter. 
and I shouldn't have said little, but uh, they were short in, in length. Uh, I was supposed to do that as an exercise, uh, just doing one studying for a week in the morning and getting just weekly things out. I stopped probably a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I'll probably pick that back up. It's called Economic Space Time. You can see it on my Twitter, Collar John. Thank you for listening. I'm going to stop now. This was, uh, this was, uh, I don't want to say interesting, but it was, it was definitely different, uh, this time than other times, even just other times of, of Mr. Bond being here, sober or not. And, uh, from other times I'd, I'd done solo stuff. It, it was kind of a, a different tone, I think maybe, but I enjoyed it. I kind of, didn't have too many things off top. I kind of just woke up, started talking. Not to ruin the mystique, but you're still listening. So thank you very much for still listening. Subscribe if you can. Instagram, Ricker and Bon. Um, Discord, hop in the message. Ask for the Discord. I'll get you guys a link soon. It'll be rickerandbond.com slash Discord. Um... I gotta keep on writing, man. Someone said, I forget who. Oh man, I really wish I remember the context. But this person was making content. And oh my god, who was it? Ah, oh, that's a bummer. But they were making content and they're like, yo, dude, I'm getting emails from companies and people in the industry this person was in. Uh, that I w would never have dreamed of getting because I, I put content up and it kind of became, uh, you know, a place in that field. Uh, so that, you know, goes back to niches, back to taking action and uh, studying things, putting out your thoughts and something I got to do. I put out, I put out things. I got to put out more things, you know, maybe niche down a little bit. A little metaverse marketing. Is something I probably should do. And I shall. Probably right now. After I stop this podcast. So, appreciate you for listening. Thank you. Uh, please reach out on Instagram. Um, say what's up. Say what you like about the pod. Say what got you interested in the first place. Uh, what you don't like about the pod now. And uh, shout out, shout out Peter, man. I, Peter, if you listen this far, first of all, thank you. Uh, but I really like deeply appreciate you uh me messaging and saying that um it's nice to see the reciprocation of uh of a podcast that has been running for a couple years uh and and not really hit but people people uh, not hit a mass audience but the people that has hit man i uh, has been really cool i mean um, bones in Discord, home ground in Discord. Like I, I, I talk to every day now. Um, and you know, Norwegian Peter, I've been talking to for a minute too. Uh, so I appreciate it, man. And you care enough to to message and say, hey, man, I don't love crypto like y'all love crypto. Can we get some Rihanna baby pregnancy news in there? You know, I hope you guys enjoy the pregnancy news. Her hands are on her stomach. What does that mean? You know. 
Sorry for the sarcasm. If you guys enjoy it, I'll give you a little bit of it. Thanks for listening. Rigger.